Hey everybody, it's Tickle, and in this podcast we're talking about the latest episode of Game of Thrones, episode 4, which some would have guessed would have been, okay, the fight for Win Battle of Winterfell was episode 3. All this stuff went down, so many things were achieved, people died, craziness, so of course the next episode's gonna be filler slash, you know, troop movement slash something slow, um, hello? Hello? Did you... What? It was actually one of the most insane episodes. I think more insane things happened this episode. Maybe not as, like, you know, main story point closing uh, plot, change, you know, uh, changing, you know, 10 years of, of wondering what the Night King's up to kind of being resolved. But more people died. Like, more people died, more... I almost feel like more people died. That's definitely not correct because of what we see in the beginning of the episode. But uh, more main characters died, I felt like, that were closer to my heart than even in the other uh, – in episode three. Now, that's a little bit biased because I thought, you know, I wasn't a, wasn't so big a fan of uh, Theon and some others. But, uh, but, wow, there was some crazy, crazy crap that went down and a lot of political talk now again coming back. And as I talked in the first few – podcast related to game of thrones this season i'm not the biggest fan of that but uh, there's a lot to do but anyway guys i want to just say right before we get into spoiler section thank you guys so much this has been the first series i've been doing related to any type of content that i've been consuming and then talking about it afterwards so i want to thank you guys so much for uh listening to the podcast and supporting the streams lately it's been pretty crazy pretty nutty and if you guys do want to jump in the discord or join the streams make sure to check out the discord link in the description below but let's get into it, guys. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Make sure you know everything from this point out is spoilers. This means if you've seen, have not seen any, if you if you are not caught up to this exact episode, you should not listen to this at all because so many things change here that if you, if you know these things, it will ruin so many years of, of these characters being in our lives. So just wanted to point that out. Spoilers from here on out. All right, let's do it. Holy crap. So jumping into this episode, really, I was expecting... For this episode to be a very slow episode, I was expecting them to bury their dead. As you saw in some of the previews, I was expecting them to start making troop movements. I was expecting a lot of, you know, Daenerys and Jon having to hash out the, pro you know, the situation of Jon being a Targaryen and a Stark. And then it that either gets hidden and, you know, put on, shoved under the rug and he tries to hide it. Or he just embraces it and brings it out later. All that stuff, kind of. I, I kind of figured some of that was going to happen. What I did not expect was all the death and all of the carnage. This was, we saw a, basically a battle here. We really, really did towards the end of the episode. And we'll get to that. But wow, I was actually blown away. And I'm not going to say blown away in, in a great way. I'm just going to say I was really surprised about the amount of content they're packing into these episodes. It was really shocking at what happened. I was not expecting it for a bunch of reasons. Even into the episode, they totally caught me off guard. And we'll get to that as well. First up, the scene, everything opens up. Where Winterfell, you know, the Night King was wiped out in one night. A lot of people died. A lot of main characters died. You know, uh, we get it. We got to pay respect. And so they there's the pyre scene at the beginning of the episode. Basically, they're out front in front of Winterfell with all of our main characters basically say goodbye to a lot of main characters. And they have everyone lining up next to their uh, individual people that they have a relationship with, like John near Leanna Mormont. And so that's pretty emotional. It's pretty actually pretty 
it's pretty, it's pretty, I got the feels a little bit. And you also get to see the amount of, ar you know, the army that is just decimated by the Night King's attack on Winterfell. If you guys want to know more about that, check out my podcast. That's uh, will be down in the description. But uh, I honestly thought everyone, everything, everyone was going to die, like except for like two people. So I'm really surprised that we end up learning that it's only about 50% of their army. Which sure, 50% is a lot, but they also he had a huge army, and we find out that basically the odds are fairly even in terms of uh, so, uh, army size, which I'm a little surprised to hear about. I don't know if that included the uh, the Golden Company or not, but it is what it is. So you know that the whole death scene happens. You know, kind of a great beginning i would say to this to the episode and then it goes into the uh the drinking scene which goes on for a while basically a party i mean they won they should feast they should celebrate they give a lot of there's like some toasts to Arya and all that stuff you know and we have pretty good interactions between different characters uh gendry is looking for Arya because he's just he's basically fallen uh fallen in love for her he, uh, gendry gets uh basically made a uh, a lord which is cool for him because he was a bastard of Robert baratheon before so now he's actually kind of recognized uh davos and and Tyrion are talking about you know this and that uh you know like what what do we do now like what's the deal and they're and davos is basically like well we have to deal with them now and basically all the politics because all the politics are back now that they've killed the big bad we're kind of back to what i would think is like the first two seasons of game of thrones of like balancing of power questioning who's scheming questioning who's actually telling the truth all that kind of stuff is back which is kind of nice it's kind of nice because it's a change up of why are you guys caring about that type of things when the Night King's coming? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And now it's like, oh, well, the, well, the, the Night King's dead. So whatever. You know, it's not really that big of a deal. So anyway, so basically all that happens. And we see Tormund, who is, again, like one of my favorite characters. He's freaking awesome. He's basically talking to John right near Daenerys after Daenerys, like, you know, does toast and all that jazz. Uh, and he's basically saying, like, you are, you're crazy for mounting that creature and going into combat. And then, you know, doing all these things that John has done for his people. Like, why are you, like, you got killed. Now you're back. You came back and you kept fighting. You kept fighting. And Daenerys is standing, sitting basically by herself. She's definitely is put out to be kind of a loner. And in the hall where they're having the feast you can clearly tell it wasn't made it, there was no hints to it at all but you kind of feel like there are no unsullied or dothraki here you see the wildlings you see the starks you see all those people but you don't really see unsullied or, or, or dothraki really anywhere and there's still a lot of them left let's be clear but they're definitely not in this feast hall which is kind of sad to be honest daenerys is she really ponied, ponied up really quickly to help John, changing her entire life goal to help him. And now it's time for her, you know, to kind of resume her track. And I definitely feel for her. I, f I feel like, you know, not that they don't support her, but she's not really one of the boys. And she's definitely feeling that. Sansa walks out of there. She wasn't really feeling too buddy-buddy with her. And now she's just kind of sitting there. And you start to – there's close zoom-ups. Zoom zoom-ups? Zoom-ins? Zooms? There's close-ups with to Daenerys's face, and Daenerys is clearly, like, in not feeling good, and she's kind of like, uh, what's going on? Like, basically, she looks like she doesn't belong here. Oh, and one thing I, did, I forgot to mention the first time I recorded this, so I'm throwing this back in there. There was a scene where they're drinking, and all of a sudden the camera pans to Daenerys, who's like, yeah. I agree. Hooray for John. And there's actually a Starbucks coffee cup. If you guys haven't seen the clip, make sure to look it up on YouTube. Make sure to look it up on Google. It's actually pretty funny. I'm not sure how they're going to modify that. I'm not actually upset about it. It is what it is. I mean, we're humans. We make errors. Uh, you know, let's let's give them a break, guys. They just shot a scene for 55 days a night, right? 
in the episode three. But anyway, I just want to point that out. So guys, go check that out uh, for the coffee cup bonanza that you've been seeing all over the place on the internet. So all right, back to it. And and she also sees that John is being you know favored and called a king, and she hates that. You can just tell she really does not like that. She loves him, but now that this whole Targaryen um, kind of ancestry behind John is is at least known by those two. It's like she's kind of feels like belittled and she doesn't feel appreciated or loved. Like, and if you think back, like early, early seasons when she was starting to be the, you know, um, you know, the, the, when she was really the mother of dragons, so she was Khaleesi, when she was all these leadership positions, everybody loved her. She had all, all the, and I don't want to say attention because it makes it seem kind of shallow, but she did get all the attention. She had all the support. She was the focal point over there. But then on in Westeros, no one really is like freaking out that she's there. Like she, the people aren't like, yeah, our queen is back, our rightful queen. It's not really like that at all. Which I, I would imagine she's a little surprised by that. But it definitely feels like her and her army are outcasts. They don't really feel at home. Now they do give her, they do appreciate her being here, and they do like say like thank you to her, which is all fine. But I just, I'm starting to get a bad feeling. I'm starting to not feel so good about the situation. I'm starting to feel like Daenerys is starting to feel a little trapped or a little on an island, to be honest. You know, she has her army, she has her people, but no one is here with her, which is actually bothersome more than anything else. Like, they're all hanging out together because they're all, they recognize they're all family, but she doesn't have, you know, Grey Worm, I don't think he was in the scene at all. No one, it's all the people from Westeros, which, you know, are quote-unquote her people, but she's had her people all around her the whole time. That's the part I don't really like about it, is like she was doing fine over there. You know, she, 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 across, across the ocean, she didn't really need to come here. You know, I, I don't know. That's the part that's kind of weird. Like it felt like her, she had such great purpose, such great morals, such great everything to get all the slaves unchained, to get all the, you know, to gather the armies, to get everyone together. But it was, the purpose was to come over here and give her something. And now I kind of feel like she's kind of at the point where she's like, all right, I'm here to rule you guys and you guys don't care okay i don't know it's just kind of weird and that kind of makes me sad for her it, it really does because it's like people aren't welcoming welcoming you with open arms etc so it's unfortunate but anyway we'll probably talk more about that but then we see uh Tyrion. uh he's playing games with jamie and brianne and brianne's finally drinking and she's like has like silly little faces. She they're doing little games until Tyrion asks that she or basically assumes she's a virgin, and then she gets really offended and leaves. And so this kind of sets Jamie up to come swoop in and save the day. But uh, yeah, but that was a nice little scene. Everybody's happy. Everything's very positive except for the Hound. The Hound is not. Uh, so one lady, uh, one lady, I kind of rubs up against him, and he's like no, get out of here. And he's just drinking. He doesn't feel good. He doesn't feel satisfied. And Sansa kind of meets up with him, you know, and talks too, but it doesn't really matter. Gendry then finally finds Arya. She's like, why aren't you celebrating with everyone? You're a hero. And Arya's like, I am. I'm hanging out by myself, shooting arrows. And then he basically asks her to be his wife or his lady. And she's like, I'm not a lady, dude. And then they, and then she's like, sorry, bye. And I don't know what's going to really happen there, actually. I think Arya, oh, actually, we kind of find out later that she basically sneaks off with the hound one-on-one, and they basically head towards King's Landing out of a group. They basically want to be Lone Rangers, and that's that's it. And, you know, Gendry wants her to be his wife, and she's like, no, which is kind of sad, to be honest, because he clearly loves her, and, you know, you want her to be loved after everything she's been through, but, nope, that's not her destiny, so that's that. There was also a prediction that uh, someone at work actually said was that, oh, well, 
maybe she's going down to kill Cersei. You know, the the uh, Melisandre did say that you're going to kill someone with green eyes, and she does have green eyes. I was like, ooh, shit, that's a good one. So we'll see what happens there. And then Jamie barges in to – not doesn't barge in, but basically goes to Brienne at night. They're drunk. You know what happens next. Yeah, they do it. But that's, you know, that's sweet. I'm glad. I, 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 I kind of thought that would eventually happen. And I'm finally, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it finally did. But to be honest, we, at the end of the episode, it changes up. And it actually really pissed me off. But it is what it is. We'll talk about that in summary at the end. Uh, John basically talks to Daenerys. Daenerys is like, please, I love you. I'm ask, begging you. Like, do not tell anyone so that we can keep doing our mission. We can keep being together and things don't get jacked up. Don't tell your family. Don't tell anyone. As soon as you do, everything's going to change. It doesn't matter if you don't want the throne. They're going to put you there. And that's basically what happens later. John basically tells Sansa and Arya. And then it's all, like, the, which pisses me off. This is like a, this is a stupid thing. That, and maybe it's – no offense, George R. R. you're brilliant, but maybe this is something that George R. R. just like uh, – he, he writes a lot, right? Like Rob Stark did the same freaking thing because of lo- love and loyalty – well, not even loyalty, but because of like the relationship that he got into with that woman that wasn't um, the Frey girl, right? right? Like uh, why would you tell your sisters if she begs you not to? There's no reason to. There's no benefit. It's not even out of love. It's just to tell them why. Maybe it's because, maybe it's, I want to say it's because he thinks that it's going to make them like loyal and hang out and be less ridiculous towards her. But that's not true. That's, that would be ridiculous to assume that that's going to change. So I kind of was really bothered that he said it. I, I don't know why. I mean, if he didn't, I don't know. I was actually really bothered. I don't think that does anything good for him, and I don't know why he wouldn't have the foresight to do, to know that. But maybe he's just not that bright. Maybe he's just, you know, he did get stabbed before and killed because, from his own people and didn't see that coming. So maybe I don't know. And then they talk about the battle. They basically talk about how they lost fifty percent of their forces. They need to go down to King's Landing and push, push, push. And then sounds like, well, we should probably chill out and wait. And then John basically shows that he's loyal to Daenerys and says, if our queen says we go, we freaking go, dudes. And so they basically are like, all right, here we go. And for some reason, the strategy doesn't make sense to me. The strategy is, okay, Daenerys, you fly back to Dragonstone. And then the rest of us, we're just going to head down south and it'll be great. Like, we'll head to King's Landing. But why? Why? Why would they have to go to Dragonstone? Why? There's no reason to go to Dragonstone. There is no reason to get on your boats, which are already vulnerable to a superior fleet, get your dragons to put them over the ocean, which is already, you know, at a huge risk, and fly to Dragonstone. To do what? To do nothing. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. They should not have done that. They should not have done that. It doesn't make any sense. If you guys know why or think you might know why they would have went to Dragonstone, I mean, sure, it's like a throne room, but who the frick cares? It's ridiculous. Oh, that man. So now you're starting to see how I feel about this episode. I was so frustrated at so many things. I was like, what? Yeah. Rah! This is just ridiculous. But anyway, so, I mean, that happened. And, we, and we'll get to what happens next because they chose that. But that was their strategy. Their strategy doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Daenerys wanted to burn the whole city down, which I was pretty sure that was going to happen. And then, again, Tyrion talks her down off a ledge. No offense. Tyrion has not done a single good thing for her in a very – in multiple seasons. 
Nothing, sorry, but Tyrion has not guided her in a, in a positive way in multiple seasons. I can't believe she is still being told, talked down after all the negative things that have happened. There's actually been nothing good that has come from her coming to Westeros so far. There has been nothing positive to her armies, to her freaking dragons. Hello, spoilers coming up. And, and there's been nothing positive. So why? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to get to the next part. The next part, basically, Bran of the Blackwater comes in and I and I kind of in my earlier podcast I talked about this. He goes up and he walks up to Tyrion and Jamie with a crossbow. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's back. He's going to hang out with the boys. They're going to they're going to chat about what their sister asked him to do and then da 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 da." But no. He's actually there to freaking kill them or make a deal. And he basically is serious. He's serious about killing them. And I was like, no freaking way. There's no way the guy that volunteered to fight for Tyrion to maybe maybe he is just a swashbuckler, but uh, to fight for Tyrion to save him, you know, uh, to save Jamie multiple times is actually. Do- Are you serious? Are you telling me that all those good times that he was actually doing a good thing was really for money? That's basically what this is painting him. It's basically painting him as someone that actually does care about the money. In all the seasons leading up to this, you would have thought he talks money, but he's playing the good guy role. Not till this point. He has done so many things with Jamie, it's actually ridiculous that they are now painting him in a negative light. I cannot believe it. I can't. Unless he's doing something crafty and we're going to say, oh, wow, you got us real good. Basically, he he goes into the room and he says, you guys are going to give me something better or I'm going to kill you. Then Cersei promised. And so he basically what the deal is, is they basically give him, uh, what is it, Highgarden. And he's like, okay. And Jamie's like, no way, dude. He's not going to really kill us. And we're not going to really give him Highgarden. And then he shoots an arrow right next to his face. And he's like, what was that? And then they're like, all right, fine, fine, fine. You get it. Are you kidding me? This guy, I talked about him in the early podcast. I was so excited for this guy. I was pumped. I was amplified. What the frick? I'm not that happy that they're painting him negatively. I thought he was going to team up with him and be like, yo, guys, let's make a plan. Let's go back down there and I'll, and I'll, you know, blah, 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 help you out. It was like, nope, he's actually a scumbag that actually only wants money. I was like, that is either fast writing, lazy writing, or we've just been too optimistic about humans. And apparently he's been just a money bag boy, gold digger the whole time. Uh, then we see, you know, I just, I can't do it with the dragons, man. I just can't. When Rhaegal is basically after the battle, he's so injured. He got beat the crap out of by the Night King's undead dragon. Are you kidding me right now, Viseron? And so he got jacked up so much that he was having trouble flying. And then you finally see him and he's like, oh, oh, he can fly. Oh, he's going to be okay. He's going to be wobbly. He's got holes in his wings, but he's going to be okay. Yeah, for now, for freaking now, unbelievable can't believe it so anyway you get a ton of hope when you see him finally flying it's like oh that's awesome wow great and then uh you're feeling pretty good everyone's feeling good the plan is everyone's not happy with the plan that's that's been laid out seems rushed a little bit but we get it but they're ready because sansa said like why don't you chill out for a minute everyone's tired and daenerys is like no we have to stay sharp we know the enemy's out there we got to fight him real good and so they're like, all right. So it's like, all right. So they're not going to chill back. They're not going to try to relax. They're going to be attentive, aware, informed before they, you know, as, as they go down there, right? Yeah, right. Anyway, next, Sansa basically gets pissed off and tells Tyrion that John is a Targaryen, which, what the frick? 
Are you kidding me, Sansa? Are you freaking kidding me? That basically screws everything up. That's like a little finger moment, you know? That was like a little finger moment. Let me just inject a little bit of knowledge to cause some chaos. That was legit little finger moment. I'm a little, I mean, and I don't get it. There was no reason to do that. There's no reason to do that. It was basically that to me, again, another instance in this episode where the character of a, spe a specific person in the story is basically put in a negative light. Like Sansa, oh, like apparently you can't keep a secret uh, for your brother after he trusted you, after everything, after everything. Are you kidding me? Come on. That's, uh, come on. Come on. I, Sansa has, I was loving Sansa. I like the way that she was now kind of dressing and walking and talking. Basically, she was being more authoritative. I dug it. I, I believed it. I was like, oh, she's going to be the leader of Winterfell, an honorable leader, right? After all the bullshit she's been through. Nope. She just throws Jon under the bus. That's ah, unforged. I don't think – I think Sansa's going to stay in the north, and I'm actually not sure what's going to happen up there because basically they all leave and go south. So what the heck's going to happen in Winterfell for the rest of the season? What the heck's going to happen with Bran? I honestly don't know if Bran's going to do anything for the rest of the season. He might just sit there and go back in time in his head. I don't really know, to be honest with you. I'm not really sure what plot, you know, what part of the story does Bran now serve? I don't even know. He, like, when a maester came up behind him, he actually looked like he was scared. Like, oh, don't make me go back into the past and do write the books again. You know what I mean? It's weird. Then there's a goodbye scene. John says goodbye to John. John says goodbye to Tormund. Tormund is pretty. I think that's the end of Tormund for us. I think we're probably not going to see him much anymore. He says he's going basically north of the wall. Night King's gone. They're going to go back up there with the wildlings. They get. John gives Tormund ghost. Like, oh, here's my dog. You want him? Okay, go enjoy him. And by the way, ghost. I thought ghost was huge. Ghost really is not as big as a horse. I thought he was going to be gimongous. Gimongous, but he's not. It was a little disappointing, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to be a little bit bigger. All right. And then next, it's almost like Act 2, man. And it, it freaks me out a little bit. Basically, teleportation occurs. We got people on boats. We have a Grey Worm talking to Masa uh, uh, what is her name? Masandi. And uh, pretty much, you're like, oh, things, they didn't die. Grey Worm didn't die in the battle. This is great. They're going to go, you know, they're going to win the war. They're going to go back and have kids together and you know be way off having a good time of their lives nope that doesn't happen um doesn't happen and then we see it out of the freaking blue i mean the dragons have eyes right because i thought i would have thought that if they're aware that they're not gonna take it easy and they're not it's not like they're going back to relax they're going back to get ready for war all of a sudden uh you're on surprises the dragons in the air and Rhaegal gets freaking harpooned like eight times. It's freaking mortifying to see what this dragon has gone through. He's got holes in his wings, for God's sake. And then he gets he gets exploded with spears. I was I'm pissed, dude. I'm actually that actually was like, what the actual F? Because not even that he died. That he died the way that he did as a surprise. Are you kidding me? You really think the dragon would be surprised by that? Are you freaking kidding me? He just fought the Night King's dragon. Sure, he might be a little bit tired, but that's baloney stuff, man. I'm, I'm disappointed in the way he was taken down. He just, I wish they would have killed him fighting the Night King. That would have been an honorable, like, oh, wow, yeah, death. No, he got surprised by Mr., you know, can't keep his pants on. Like, what the, f I was actually pissed, man. 
I was like, and to be honest, when he got hit and you don't know where the bolts were coming from at first, I figured they were on land, camouflaged, and that's why they didn't see him. And then you see that, no, 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 actually it's on a huge fleet of boats, that they would have seen the masts before they saw the gu- the actual, you know, tr- whatever they're called, trebuchets, catapults, uh, you know, the crossbow. That's baloney stuff, man. That is baloney stuff. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with that. Disappointed with that. And you see, you know, Darius is pissed. But it is what it is. The next part, the next sequence is actually pretty crazy. The the, photo, uh, the 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 filmography or whatever, the filming of it's crazy where Tyrion's kind of wanting, running around on the deck. And the whole ship is just getting blasted by these bolts that are just, oh, man, it was actually pretty cool. And then Tyrion jumps in the water. And then you basically, they wash up on shore. And it looks like, I actually was worried. I was like, oh, my God, this is what happened to Yara. Everyone's just going to be dead. I was like, holy shit. And then you basically find out that... Uh, Euron goes back to Cersei. Another teleportation event has occurred. Everybody take note. And Masandi is there kidnapped. And it's like, oh, shit. That is a problem. Daenerys going to be pissed. And then we learn basically later, again, they go, to the, they, go to the, they go to the gates of King's Landing. I'm sure we'll be back there pretty soon here, next episode. And Tyrion tries to talk Cersei down from the ledge and I actually thought Tyrion was going to get shot with arrows at this point in this episode I've been so surprised with people getting slain like or with the dragon getting slain I was like what the frick dude they're just going to shoot him too he walks up right to the gate I actually I actually it would have been the like the point of no return like it would have been it would be so mad oh my god but basically he tries to convince her again and I don't know why Tyrion keeps thinking he can convince his sister of anything he has failed 200 he's failed every single time actually i don't think if anyone knows of a time that Tyrion has successfully convinced his sister of something and she actually did what she said please put it in the comments i would really appreciate it uh but basically he tries to convince her fails and then masandi gets decapitated yep uh jamie also was like kind of like oh you guys are going south oh that's nice i'm staying with brian we're in love and then quickly learns we quickly learn that no, actually, J.K. Ten seconds later, he's get he's setting up a horse. He basically tells Brienne that he's a bad person, and I, you know, to me, it kind of says to me like, you know what, Jamie, I thought you were gonna redeem yourself here, and I'm sure you're gonna you're probably gonna go down and slay Cersei, but you know, I thought I thought you could have really you know been a decent character in this show, like hang out with Sam, learn a thing or two. But we basically learn he can't stay away, and he's got to either he's probably gonna have to put the bees down which is Cersei, and he's probably going to have to get put down in the process. Like, they're so tied together that he can't help it. He has to go. And then Tyrion and Lord Varys get to talking about what's going on, and basically Tyrion told Varys about Jon, and Varys is now convinced that Jon is the answer, that, that Daenerys can't do it. She can't do it. She's too angry. She's not basically composed enough. Jon is just a better fit for the throne. And to me, it kind of pisses me off. It's like, dude, are you freaking – you're going to switch sides again? Are you shitting me? And he's basically like – he basically says, Tyrion asks, what do we have to do with the queen then? And, and Lord Varys is like, doesn't say anything. Basically meaning, t- going to be put to death. That's terrible. Why? What are you doing? And I, I get it because John might be a better ruler and everybody loves John. Hello. But it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I, and I'm just disappointed that that's what, you know, they're still just all talking about this. And Cersei is not even off the throne yet. Sure, you have to have plans when you're going into it. But please, why don't you use your power to scheme on how to infiltrate the freaking King's Landing home base and take her out instead of worrying about, like, taking out Daenerys before she's even, like, in there? I don't get it. I and mean, I think that's, this is what's going to get Varys killed. I think that's going to get Varys killed, this whole thing. He's going to start scheming. And I think uh, Tyrion 
it might tell Daenerys at this point. I don't know. Tyrion hasn't really done a whole lot of good things for many seasons, to be honest. That's my sole opinion. I love the character. I love him, everything he does. But his decisions have just been not that not good. And Varys, you know, he has a lot of information, but he hasn't. I don't know if he's been that good. You know, Tyrion points out that he's been a, he's been the uh, advisor of like seven rulers. So what does that say? You know, and like different families all over the place. It's just weird. But it is what it is. That's pretty much the episode. I I did. I thought it was way more jam packed than I thought it was going to be. I honestly I like that there was a lot of stuff happening. I don't like some of the things that happened. Uh, Cersei won at all fronts. Hello, and killing Masandi and effing up Grey Worm and her plans is effed the frick up. I get why, but holy crap, holy crap, man. Jeez. But what do I think is going to happen next? The next episode, I, you know, I'm assuming is going to be the battle. I think now that Daenerys has been so pissed off and so kind of taunted, she's going to light the whole place on fire. I think she's going to light the whole place on fire. The only thing is, I don't even know how she's going to be able to get close. I think Dre, I think, I think, I think dragon number three might be going down because I cannot see a scenario where they are not prepared. They are so. They've been preparing the entire freaking time, and now that Daenerys is, uh, you know, Masandi's dead, which has basically enraged her. She's just gonna go in there very recklessly. The only thing is, there's hello. There's uh. There's some walls. Why doesn't she carry soldiers in or carry a platform full of of soldiers in because on uh, uh, um, you know the the backs of dragon the dragon or either like uh, carrying a platform itself because. I, I don't I don't know what one dragon's going to do if they all focus and, and you know try to lock on lock on him uh, to take him out. So I'm a little bit worried for the dragon. It sounds like the whole place is gonna light up in flames. Uh, so be it. Um, but I don't know how they're gonna get into the castle walls. Like, do they have siege equipment? The northerners probably are bringing it. I guess. Like, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know what they're gonna be able to put together. This might it might not be the next the last battle because. They might not have the siege equipment prepared. They may need to build it, though it probably you know probably can do some teleportation or some snapping of the fingers to make those things get built fast, like the show has been known to do at this point in the seasons. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think Cersei's going to be de- taken down by uh, Jamie. I think Tyrion's going to go down. I honestly do. I, I don't know. He just hasn't. I don't know. He's just been risked his life so many times in front of Cersei that it's just. It's just too it's too much. Or maybe he's going to kill Cersei. I'm not 100% sure. But I know Jamie's going to try, I would think. If Jamie joins Cersei, I'll freak out. I'll, fr- I'll scream. I'll freaking scream. I'll freaking scream. So I think the Hound's going to fight the Mountain. I don't know who's going to win. I hope the Hound does. That would be very nice. But uh, totally could not happen. I think the Dragon might die. I, I think he might actually, I think Drogon might actually die, which would be pretty sad because then all the dragons are dead in the world again. Great. No happiness anywhere. I think John, I, I honestly think Daenerys could be playing John in, at this point and basically saying that she loves him and not actually be that into him and just want him to believe so that they can stay together and you know you know now that she knows that he has a better claim to make it so he doesn't go off and do it by himself, though he wouldn't do that i think she's getting paranoid and and she probably should be based on her family history but i think she could be playing john and she could try to kill john or actually kill john i do see that as a potential outcome but i don't think daenerys is making it out of this one 
or she's going to die on the throne or something like that. Some poetic something's going to happen. But uh, I, I don't know. I just don't see Daenerys coming out on top here. I don't see Cersei coming out on top. I don't see anybody coming out on top. You know, we pretty much know Ferris is going to die at some point based on what the Red, uh, the, the Melisandre has predicted. Um, and yeah, I mean, Sansa, I think, is going to make it. I, Arya, I don't know what the frick Arya is going to do. I, I mean, I think maybe the mountain's going to kill the hound, and then Arya's going to kill the mountain. Something like that. But I actually, Arya has gotten so much, like, has been in the spotlight because of killing the Night King, that I don't know if she's going to be, like, the main focus of this huge battle. I can't really tell, to be honest with you. But to be on, also, to be, on, to be honest, all the time, uh, Jon Snow is on the ground. He's not on a dragon. How the heck is he going to get into, um, you know, King's Landing? What the heck is he going to do there? He's never even, has he ever even been there? No. Wait. Okay, maybe visiting on vacation or holiday, but yeah, it's kind of a joke. So I, yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen. The battle's going to be crazy. I think a lot of things are going to burn. I think, uh, a lot of civilians are going to be taken out. I think a lot of main characters are going to get taken out. You know, Amelia Clark did say that the next few episodes after night King are insane. So I think it's going to be insane. I think there's going to be some crazy shit that goes down. I don't think there's any wildfire. So Cersei can't use that one for the fourth time. Um, but I think it's going to be good. I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. I don't know about these predictions, but I just I just got this feeling. More plot points are being completed and more people are getting killed, including dragons. I think Yara is going to come back and kill Euron as he's trying to escape. I fire, I'm pretty confident there. Um, yeah, and I hope the Dorn prince that they referred to that no one knows what their name is or who the heck they are is actually coming to their aid at some at somehow, but that due to teleportation Daenerys is already there with her army, so, yeah. I also don't know why Cersei didn't just destroy Daenerys right then and there. Maybe they think they couldn't kill the dragon or something. I don't really know. We'll have to see. I don't know how Cersei's going to protect herself from dragon fire either. Not sure about that one. I think she might be on a boat at some point. We'll have to see, though. I think in open water, they definitely do have an advantage. Anyway, guys, that's going to be the podcast. That's what happened in the episode. It was pretty nutty. It was overall nuts. I did. I, I I thought it was good episode. I'm not the f- biggest fan of all the things that they and how they closed them out. Uh, and I'm worried that this whole John on the throne versus Daenerys thing could be like the reason that Daenerys does some crazy shit that could just make me be like, oh, come the frick on. Like she kills John. Like, oh, my God, are you freaking kidding me? And then John gets brought back again. Oh, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but we'll have to see what happens. I'm excited for this Sunday. I hope it's the battle. I hope we get some 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 good resolution. But to be honest, at this point, after all the se- the episodes of this season, it's clearly in resolution mode, and it's clear that I'm probably gonna not be the happiest no matter what happens because we're losing some characters and some things are gonna be have to get wrapped up, and it's not gonna always be the best. I can always be positive either. So, guys, with that, I want to thank you all again for listening. The, uh, the support has been awesome. I do appreciate this after this series, you know, because there's only a few more episodes. We're going to be either doing movies or some type of show. Let me know in the comments or on Discord, guys, what you think I should do or maybe I should do the books that I'm reading. Let me know. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you in Discord. We'll see you on those 9 p.m. Eastern Standard streams on YouTube and Twitch. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Take care.